Hi, it's Jill Geisler again from the Pointer Institute. You know, every business, every organization, every team benefits from good ideas and creative thinking. But what do we know about how bosses can help the team members become more creative? I want to share 10 tips with you today from recent research about creativity. 10 tips for cultivating creativity as a boss. Number one, you need to challenge conventional brainstorming. I want to quote Leigh Thompson of the Kellogg School, who's written a new book called Creative Conspiracy. She says there's decades of research that concludes groups are inferior to individuals when it comes to creativity. That's hard to hear because we like brainstorming in teams, but there are better ways to do it. For example, number two, she suggests that you let people think independently before you have a brainstorming meeting. She calls it a hybrid structure of alone then group. You get more and better ideas and you can also check the quality of them. Number three, if you're leading an idea session, ask people for quantity and creativity. Don't ask for perfection. If you tell people, we want just a couple of terrific ideas today, then they'll start to self-censor because they'll be so focused on quality. If you ask them for creative, even off-the-wall ideas and lots of them, you'll have a better inventory to choose from. Tip number five, banish the dragon's den. This comes from William Duggan of the Columbia Business School. He writes about the ineffectiveness of organizations that think the best way to get good ideas is to make people fight, to present and defend them, kind of a process that some organizations call the dragon's den or the lion's den. But he says that these methods favor people who can argue the best, not those who have the top ideas. Number six, share the big picture to produce better pictures of ideas. You know, often as a manager, you reject an idea that somebody pitches because it's too expensive or it might overlap to somebody else's turf or doesn't fit with overall business strategy. But these days, it's important, more important than ever, for you to share business literacy and budgets and strategy with people so they can be creative but also have an opportunity to get traction for their idea because it will be practical and tied to priorities. Number seven, reward the givers on your team and beware of the takers. Now, I think this is fascinating. A new book, a business book called Give and Take by Adam Grant of the Wharton School. He does research on reciprocity styles and he identifies givers, people who just instinctively help others first with nothing in it for themselves. Takers who automatically put their own interests first and, as you can imagine, don't always seek to help others. Then there are matchers, and those are a lot of people in the middle ground who simply believe in fairness and balance of trade, kind of tit for tat. Well, givers build great networks. Matchers do fairly well, but be careful of takers, because Grant says that takers can be like black holes. Research says they can suck energy from those around them. And also, people will punish takers. They'll withhold information from them. But interestingly, takers can sometimes sound like big idea people because they're boastful and call attention to themselves. So you have to be able to cut through the clutter. Favor those givers, not the takers. Number eight, introduce yourself to the empty chair. What's the empty chair? Well, Daniel Pink writes about it in a new book called To Sell is Human. And it's the idea of Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos, who often includes an empty chair at the table in important idea and planning meetings because it represents the customer. So maybe you want to add an empty chair to your idea session. But then when you look at it, 
Think about every possible customer that could occupy it, not just those who maybe sound like you and the colleagues in the room with you. Number nine, make it fun. Yes, fun helps brainstorming. And since I wrote a book called Work Happy, you can imagine I like this one. Lee Thompson again in Creative Conspiracy. She says, there's research that ties happiness at work to creativity. She writes, positive mood increased performance as well as the efficiency of implementation, increased the task focus, and people who are led to be in a positive mood generated more original ideas than people who are simply in a neutral mood. But remember, that positive mood and fun have to be genuine, not phony or forced by the boss. And then number 10, watch out for the four villains of decision-making. If you don't want to be the kind of boss who kills ideas but whom helps them grow, then remember this really good advice from gurus Dan and Chip Heath who've written lots of books on ideas, made to, made to stick and switch, and their new book, Decisive. They say there are four barriers to good decision making. So before you embrace or extinguish an idea, beware of these. They are narrow framing, that means you think in too narrow a way of what the possibilities are, confirmation bias, which means the only information you gather is information you know is going to support your point of view, short-term emotion, falling in love or hate with an idea in the short term, and also overconfidence about how the future is going to unfold. So you have to be prepared for the potential of failure. So skip those villains and you could be a hero. So those are 10 tips for being a creative boss, somebody who cultivates ideas. And I hope you have a chance to also share my book, Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know. It's available everywhere. Thanks for paying attention today to these ideas. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute.